God bless you, and shalom. This is the All About the Kingdom podcast with your host, evangelist and teacher, Lori Baker. We are dedicated to strengthening the believer with kingdom-focused biblical applications to live by. Our heart's desire is to lead someone to eternal life for those who have not yet accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. We pray that this message today will both edify and bless you. And now we're going into the message that is now in progress. And civil unrest, um, uh, lawlessness. So what do we pray for? Isaiah 58 verse 6 says, we are fasting and we're praying to loose the bonds of wickedness. So we pray, Lord, Father God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we'll loose these bonds of wickedness, these layers and layers and layers of wickedness in the name of Jesus. And you begin to loose those bonds that have been packed together in your cities, in your states. Some of it is even in your churches. Some of it is in your homes because we've allowed it. But God said, this is what the fast is going to do. It's going to loose it. And then the next thing it says to undo burdens. What are burdens? There are bands. There are bindings. It's slavery. It's the vault of heavens. Things that the blessings that are being held up. So we're praying and we're fasting. And we speak specifically what we need. But if we're just fasting and not eating, we're just on a diet. So so he speaks through Isaiah. He says to undo the heavy burdens. Uh, Because he said his burdens was light. His yoke was easy and his burden was light. So if we are burdened, that's not from the Lord. And we shouldn't just say, well, Lord... I'm climbing this mountain. No, 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 no. We have to speak to the burdens. We have to speak to them. And so he says to loose the burdens to, and that's considered bands, binding, slavery, vaults of heaven, uh, bunches, bands of troops, Sometimes the enemy has come in like a flood. But we, if we're not praying, we're not, we can't lift up a standard against him. If we're carnal mind, if we have not uh, began to fight with the tools that God has given us, we're just burdened. And um, to loose the fetters, you know. And back in the back in uh, the Roman times, they would put fetters on people's legs. He says, and, and so if you are just chained with fetters, you can't go, you can't progress, you can't succeed. It's not not when I say you, I'm not talking you about about you uh, personally. So, but whether it's a nation, whether it's the schools, whether it's the word of God, 
So he says, we're going to pray to undo the heavy burdens. And so I will say that, you know, as you be going through, begin to go through Isaiah 58, verse 6 to 11, have your pen, have your paper, and write down the things that you know or know that are burdening you. The things that you know that are burdening uh, various aspects of our community, of our nation, of other nations. Write them down. And um, the next thing is, we're still in verse 6, Isaiah 58, verse 6, to let the oppressed go free. So what is what does oppression mean? It means to crush, uh, to break, to crush into pieces. And so God is saying what? Uh, uh, we have to pray that those that have been crushed, whether it's, whether it's in our homes, whether their spirit has been crushed, whether it's personally by means of other spirits or spirits of burdenness spirits, but we pray and we speak the word to, we speak to the oppressions to let go of our spirit, let go of our body, let go of our mind. So some people are oppressed. Uh, it means to break down, to crush e each other crush against, to bruise. So if, if a person is bruised, I'm speaking in the natural, then that's a sore spot. You don't want to touch that. You want to avoid that. But the Lord is saying here, the fast, why we need to fast, we know that there is oppression that we can't go. It's like a sore foot. You're hopping. You know, you're avoiding going. You're affording progress. Then you, you write it down. And then you begin to speak to that oppression. Whatever it is. Uh, we go on to, and that you break every yoke. Let me read that again. The fast that God has chosen is that you break every yoke. So that's not something that you pray, that you just speak to. But this has to be broken. The yokes. Uh, yokes are attachments. As I begin to um, study and the spirit of the Lord moved on me, I wanted to know what was a yoke. I wanted to know, I wanted to see what did they use back in the day and i had to go through all kinds of things i went to an archaeological page to try to see the picture of the yoke but anytime something is yoked that means that it's 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 binded together it's like how can two walk together except they be agreed it's like it, you can't go without dragging whatever else is attached to it so at this point Things that are, are unequally yoked in our lives. Things that should not be in our lives. We have to speak to those things and command them to be 
broken in the name of Jesus. And then we ourselves have to separate ourselves from whatever the attachments is. It may be a soul tie. It may be something uh, uh, that you yoke to uh, uh, that you shouldn't be bodily. But if it's hard to do, this is where fasting, this is where prayer comes in. Uh, fasting and prayer is not really, when, when Jesus told his disciples when they were trying to cast a demon out, he said, these kinds can only come forth by fasting and prayer. So when we're fasting and we're praying, it's for these stubborn, hard things that cannot be moved just by prayer alone or cannot be moved just by fasting alone. Verse 7. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry so i want to say right here if we're going to share our bread with the hungry that means god's going to give us increase and he's going to give us so much that we're able to distribute to the hungry and when i speak of the hungry I'm not just speaking of the those that are in need of food, naturally so, but I'm speaking about those that are in need of spiritual food. The manna, the rhema word from God. So uh, he said you fast and you pray that the Lord will uh, uh, download that he will give you enough so that you'll be able to distribute you have more than enough praise the Lord somebody said more than enough hallelujah and that's in the natural and that's in the spiritual so we break uh, we break those bounds that are trying to uh, prevent us from being blessed with manna. Manna is spiritual. And then enough, the increase, the, the, the natural increase. He said, is it not to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? So, so then we go into another area. What are we talking about? He says, I'm, I'm going to give you enough. When you begin to fast and pray, I'm going to give you enough so that you'll be able to uh, uh, be an outreach to others. Not just go to church, go to church, and just going to preach your poor pastor the death. And every, every Sunday or every Sabbath, whenever you come in, uh, whenever you go to your synagogue, to your to your assemblies, to your cell group, wherever you are. And you take that word and we become obese in the spirit. But we're never, we, we're in the grocery store. We're shopping. We're next door to neighbors. How much of that word are we giving out? Are we just receiving, receiving? God said, I'm going to break that spirit. 
that selfish spirit, that you'll be able to begin to be the witnesses that God has called us to be. This is the greatest time for outreach right now. This is the greatest time for souls to come into the kingdom. People are despondent. People want to hear a good word. People don't know where to, where to go, how to get there. You have the words of life in your mouth. And we're steady getting it. But God is saying what? I want you to fast. So that you will be able to extend your hand in outreach. To those that are poor in the spirit. Hallelujah. And that we will receive that God will stir up the spirit of compassion. What about Jesus? He had preached to these people for three days. And his disciples uh, wanted Jesus to send the people away, hungry. And he looked on them. He said, he had compassion. He said, I can't send them away hungry. In other words, what do you have? What can you minister to a person? You don't have to be in a pulpit. You could be sitting on your front porch. And, you, and the Lord move on your heart to speak to somebody. Speak to someone. What do you have? You know, and so Jesus told them, what do you have? And they you was like, Lord, you're going to send us. We can't feed these people. What do you have? What do we have? And so this is what we need to do is fast and pray that the Lord will break that spirit. That God will give us that spirit of compassion to want to see other people saved, to want to see other people sanctified to want to see other people filled with the blessed holy ghost glory to god and then we continue with verse seven said when you see the naked that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh so what is the Lord saying? He says, when you see the naked, you cover him. In other words, that's an anointing. See, um, love will cover a multitude of sins. Um, love, love will cover a multitude of faults. And I'm not saying uh, cloak for people. But when you have that love of Jesus, it gets to be sad when you see a person that is bound in, uh, in an addiction. And you will begin to pray for that person. You'll begin to intercede. You'll begin to say, Lord, Jesus, give me the words to say, uh, I don't know, you know, bind fear. I don't know how to ask this person to come to church. I don't know how to ask this person, uh, give me that's the, the the courage to do this. Praise God. And then he says, not to ignore the needs of your own flesh, not to turn your eyes. And a lot of people, and I was speaking to someone uh yesterday, your ministry is at your your house is your first ministry. Your children, your your husband, your wife. Your family, they should see Jesus in you first. 
And sometimes we give every we we we're just at the church 24-7. It's good to minister to the church. It's good to minister to the Lord. But God is saying, I want you to be like Rahab. Rahab says, I'm being delivered. I, I hide you all as long as when you all come to destroy Jericho, that you will save me in my house. And when they came to destroy Jericho, Rahab and her whole household were saved. So we have to go back to praying for that child, praying for that, uh, that husband, praying for that wife, praying for that cousin. Not so much of talking and pulling on them because we can pull on them on our knees and in fasting that we break those uh the blindness that's on their eyes or the addiction that's over them as we begin to bind those things against that the enemy is trying to keep them in bondage for god will make a way so that we can be able to minister to them how many just say my family's being saved right now god saving my family god saving my husband god saving my wife Begin to say those things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. We have to, when we fast, we pray, it takes the, we stop looking at ourselves so much. But we become intercessors. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. Amen. And so God um, requires some accountability for the anointing that he's put on our lives. Amen, somebody. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can somebody say glory? Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, verse 8 says, we're going to go into the results of fasting. As we begin to go into um, not just a choice fast, as I, as I was saying, Fasting, we don't just fast to be fasting. We should have a purpose for fasting. And I'm not saying these are all the purposes, but this is a beginning. It's a choice fast because it's intercessory prayer. It's not focused on ourselves, but it's focused outward. Amen. And so we go to verse 8. It says, when you do all of these things, then your light shall break forth like the morning. And your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he shall say, here am I, or here I am. So what is God saying? He said, when you do all these things, your light shall break forth. In other words, it's like a burst. So things that have had you in obscurity where you didn't know what you were going to do, uh, uh, you know, you, you couldn't see your way. God said, when you begin to do that, he said, I'm going to break the darkness. 
that's trying to uh, keep you in obscurity. I'm going to break it. Um, I'm going to cause the light, which is Jesus, that's in you, to shine. Amen. And so when that happens, it's going to cause people to see the light. Why is that important? Because they don't know the way. And But, but when we begin to uh, afflict ourselves, when we begin to not be selfish, and you go into an accessory prayer, the result is God begin to break darkness of our own lights, lives. He says, and your healing shall spring forth speedily. So what is he talking about? Your wounds are going to heal quickly. Many of us have been wounded in the battle. I just got through talking to a sister and she's the only person that I was able to talk to today. And the Lord allowed it. And she began to say, she's from South Korea. She began to say, well, yes, it was a time five or six years ago that I, you know, I was an intercessory. I was an intercessor. Jesus. But God wanted her to hear that word today. We bind all of this unstableness right now in the name of Jesus. So your healing, your wounds are going to heal quickly. Sometimes people have been hurt and they carry that hurt and it turns to bitterness and it turns to shame and, and, and it just progress. And we're saved and we're carrying this. But we, we speak healing right now, spiritual healing to your body, your soul, your mind tonight, tonight. Even now we speak healing in the name of Jesus. Ah, yeah, Hallelujah, Jesus. He said, Your healing is going to spring forth speedily. In other words, you're going to recover. So, where it, where it might have taken uh, six months, two years, God said it's going to be a speedy thing. How many know we don't have time to be uh, down two and three years now? We're in a battle, and we are needed to show up. And not only that, fasting is healthy. As you know, God knew everything before we were even created. So when we fast, it gives us time for our body to be cleansed from all of the toxins that we eat. But if we're just eating 24-7, seven days a week, 360 days a year, no wonder we uh, are burdened with different diseases. So 
said, but if you do this, your health is going to spring forth speedily. And we speak Rapha, healing. And we speak restoration. Things that the enemy has taken from us. We speak restoration in the name of Jesus. Somebody say restoration. Hallelujah. Then we go to, we're still in verse 8. And as I begin to read this, a rhema word start falling on me. Verse 8, at the last part, it says, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. So, the Lord spoke to me about the cloud by day that went ahead of the children of Israel and the fire by night. But he began to speak to Isaiah. He says, if you do this thing, your righteousness shall go before you. In other words, before you even get to where you need to go, he says, your righteousness. If you can see righteousness as a spiritual entity, your righteousness is going to precede you. Uh, it will step ahead of you. See, I'm not talking about this body body. So, so many times we get stuck. And we forget that we are spirits inside of a body, a physical body. And that we forget that our body is the temple for the Holy Ghost to dwell in. So I speak spiritually. So he said, before even you ever get to where you need to be, he said, I'm going to send your righteousness before you. And not only that, it will precede you. And not only that, it will step ahead of you. So what is righteousness? It's goodness. Come on, somebody. It's justice. Amen? It's vindication. It's the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is the advocate. The Holy Ghost is, is, is what speaks for us. The Holy Ghost is what contends for us. But if we don't begin to mind the things of spirit, we're going to continue to be in certain situations. So we speak we become aware that we do have righteousness. It's not of ourselves, but it's of God. And when we have situations of injustices, we can speak to the righteousness that is in us, even as the cloud went before the children of Israel. Hallelujah, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. And it says you're the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. 
Exodus 13 and 21 speaks about the cloud and the fire. The glory of the Lord should be your rear guard. It's going to gather together. It's going to receive. It's going to remove. It's going to gather in. This is what the rear guard. It, it, you know, in other words, it's going to be, it, it's going to have your back. Okay, it's going to protect you from the blind spots. It's going to guard your back. So, so many times we're looking ahead, but the enemy has a knife getting ready to do damage because we have not uh, taken knowledge of the spirit that is that we are. So he says, when you when you begin to intercede and when you begin to pray, God will even show you what's going on. Amen. So that we don't have to be deceived. Glory to God. And the verse 9 said, then shall you call. And the Lord will answer. You should cry. And he will say, here I am. So a lot of prayers are not answering. We're not getting answered. Because a lot of those prayers are bound up with wickedness. Verse 6. Bound up with burdens. Not just burdens, but heavy burdens. That are bound up with oppression. That are yoked to evilness and we can't get our prayer through because we won't submit ourselves to God we like to we like to uh, quote that scripture resist the devil and he'll flee from you but that's part B of the scripture the part A is that submit yourself to God resist the devil and he'll flee from you so in submission we are willing to afflict ourselves. Um, 7 Chronicles 7.14, if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and seek my face, humble themselves and pray and seek my face. So humble there means to afflict. Afflict means to uh, or fast, or to withstand, to to uh, to submit yourself to God, fasting and praying. He said it's not going to happen until you're fasting and praying. How many need God to move for you right now? Hallelujah! I do. I, I raise my hand. Praise God. How many need God to move for this nation? It's it's a mess, and guess what? The politicians can't do it. It's the church that has the answer. Jesus, as Andre Crouch used to say, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there is no other. Jesus is the way. So we go back to, uh, you shall call the Lord and he will answer. So what does it mean by call? You shall make requests. You should speak to the Lord. You should 
voice your petitions. You should ask. Jesus even said, ask. And you shall receive, seek. You should find, knock, and the door shall be open unto you. So during this time of, 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 of fasting, we can ask God, our prayers are going to be answered. Our prayers shall be answered. We got to have faith when we're doing this. And he said, you're going to call it and I'm going to answer. I'm going to say, here I am. Hallelujah, Jesus. How great is that? That God hears us. We know he hears us. And he says, here I am. What do you need? Hallelujah. My God shall supply all our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So are there things that are on, on our list? That's not happening and we're wondering, did God hear us? That's what Isaiah 58 verse 3 and 4 says. You know, you, you, you're saying God can't hear me. Well, what is, what is the problem? Some of the problem is we have not understood that some of these things come forth by prayer and fasting. And nothing else is going to take place of that. And so, he says, you shall cry, and he will say, I am here. You shall cry. In other words, that's P-I-E-L, P-O. You shall shout. You shall make your, uh, 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 your request known unto the Lord. Glory to God. And he shall hear. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Then he began to speak in verse, continuing in verse nine, it says, if you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness. So he's talking to the, the house, the, the children of Israel. And God is speaking to us today. He said, I can do this. If you take away the yoke from your midst, it's some things that have, have, have gotten, the church has gotten attached to that are not of God. They're, they are partakers of things that are not of God. God said, I'm not going to take it out and I'm not going to answer your prayers until you get rid of some of this stuff. Not some of it, everything that you know that's not right. And uh, he said, and the pointing of your finger." So I see the world is doing this today. They go, they will go back to uh, 20 years ago and pull it up and then they want to cancel people. But how many know that once Jesus forgive you of your sins, that's a done deal. He don't remember it anymore. But the devil's uh, has a thing out today well, they want to bring up a person past. And if you are ignorant to the word of God, you will succumb to trying to answer that question. There's no demon uh, filled person that can tell me anything about my past. 
Because that's only the devil. Only the devil is the spirit of accusation. How many hear what I'm saying today? The spirit of accusation is to bring up what happened. And I'm not saying if someone, someone did something illegally that they're not supposed to go through a court of justice. I'm not speaking about that. So I told the, the devil this morning or whatever demons that was this morning, I says, I told him, I'm going to tell you your past. I know I'm going to tell you your future because he always try to bring up things way just, just out of the note, out of the blue. And you, what you have the ability to do is tell him his future. Amen. It's, it's the lake of fire. So in this hour, God says, don't be like the world. Don't be like the woke culture and begin to crucify your sisters and brothers. Where would, where would the book of Acts be if Peter wasn't forgiven? If they were still talking about Peter running and not just Peter, the, all of the disciples ran except for, except for John. Everybody ran. So where would, where, would, where would the book of Acts be? Where would Mark, Luke, John be? If we didn't have those men of God who were forgiven and they knew the power of the grace of God and they went on about doing what they needed to do for Jesus. I see men of God, I see men of God and I'm going to say this tonight. I was looking at um, Jimmy Swagger and it just touched me so much. He is very old, but he knew God. And he did not let the media destroy him. In fact, he's greater than he could have ever been because he went on and did what God told him to do. I'm looking at uh, Jim Baker, how they tried to destroy him. And I'm saying this for a reason now. And I look at him make it 80 years old, come through a stroke. And then God restores his health and he's remembering and, you know, and he's running his own show. I look at uh, Pat Robinson and y'all said people say different things about him, but still he's doing, he's way probably 90 some years old. And, and no one has to, uh, give him a teleprompter, he's preaching, he's teaching. So what am I saying? We have to learn to restore one another in the spirit of meekness because until we can do that, if you hurt, if somebody step on my toe, my whole body is going to fit in. If, if, if my hand get crushed, then ouch is what's going to happen. Amen. Because my whole body feels it. So Jesus is saying, if you take away the yoke from your midst, take away those things that you know should not be going on in your churches, in your ministry, in your personal life, and then take a, stop pointing the finger. There's a way to handle anything that's out of disorder. The Bible says if you, if you find someone that uh, uh, is taking in a thought, you go to them first. This is the household of faith. And then if they don't, if they don't uh, listen, then you'll take someone else. 
And then if they don't listen, then you're taking the church. And then if they don't listen, then that's the next thing you do. But don't just write them off. Oh, they did some. We're not going to buy their book no anymore. The saints are going to have to get up because the, the, the devil loves his. I won't say that. He don't love his people. But they stand up for each other. So the church is going to have to learn that we're not supposed to devour one another, but to restore one another. Pray for that person if they're weak. Fast if it's necessary. And, and you know what would be a good thing that if a, uh, anybody, a gospel come to you about a brother or sister and they're not coming to restore that person, ask them to let's go on a fast for them. And that'll stop them. That'll stop them. Amen. Let's let's ex uh, go ahead on this. So he says, you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and the speaking wickedness. Do we speak wickedness? What is coming out of our mouths? What are we saying? Amen. Is, is the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts acceptable? Amen. So, you know, we can't, we have to monitor not just what we hear, see, but we have to monitor what we say because our spirit, our words are spirit and it's life. Or it could be death. Death and life is in your tongue. Stop it. We speak life. We speak health. We speak prosperity. We speak salvation. We say we're coming out of this. We thank him in advance. We thank Jesus in advance. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Verse 10 says, if you, if you extend your soul to the hungry, Let me, let me go back. Speaking wickedness, vanity. So we have to pray. Some of us need to go into fasting and pray to bridle our tongue to, so that God can help us with our gossiping. And uh, so verse 10 takes us back to verse 7 when it's talking about the bread and the hungry. It says, so if so if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul. So what are his what is what is God saying? If you can have compassion, if you extend your emotions, if you extend your prayers to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul. In other words, heal the uh, afflicted soul. Satisfy means to force, to humble, to, I mean, the afflicted means to force, to humble, to trouble yourself. So it can't be just about you. It can't be just about me, about our church, our, our ministry, or this, or X, Y, Z. It has to be intercessory. It's outward. It's outward. It's reaching out and bringing in. Then your light shall dawn in the darkness. In other words, it's going back to verse 7. Your light is going to break in darkness. It's going to, where it would have been dawn, where it would have been darkness, you could see the breaking of day. Amen? 
where we couldn't just couldn't see our way, we could see the breaking of day. And it may have been 20, 30 years we've been going through something, but we can decree and we can declare the breaking of day for our ministry, for our family, for our home, for our nation. So uh, we continue. And your darkness shall be as the noonday. So what's going on at 12 noon? The sun is shining. In other words, God's going to push back on the darkness. Amen. Even for this nation, you're talking about pushing back on darkness. Glory to God. How many know that this is a time of prayer and fasting? The pushback of darkness comes in fasting and praying. In intercessory prayer and fasting. And it continues. So what happens uh, when the darkness is pushed back? We get clarity. We can see. Uh, confusion is dispelled. We, we're able to receive the prosperity. There's a lot of things that's right before us, but we can't see how to get to it. Because of the darkness, the gross darkness. But God says if we would begin to fast and pray, and, and, and this the chosen, the choice fast, the purpose-driven fast, we're going to begin to see these things happening. The devil don't want people coming to your church. He doesn't want your family to uh, get along. He don't want your, your, he doesn't want your children to be delivered. So what we have to do in order to push back on this darkness is to begin to purposefully and intentionally call the enemy out. Call him out by fasting and praying corporately or what I mean by corporately getting together with purpose-driven fasting and personal fasting. And, and so he says, uh, verse 11, then the Lord will guide you continually. Glory to God. Somebody said the Lord is guiding me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That sounds like the Holy Ghost to me. Because the Holy Ghost is going to lead you and guide you into all things whatsoever the Lord has said unto you. That sounds like the Holy Ghost to me. So we're going to, we're going to allow the Holy Ghost to guide us. Amen, somebody. We're going to allow the Holy Ghost to guide us. He says, so then the Lord will guide you not just one time, but it's continually. Even in your sleep, he's guiding you. When you walk outdoors, he's guiding you. When you go to the mailbox, he's guiding you. When you're driving, the, and what he said, I'll be with you. I'll never leave you. Sometimes we don't, we're not aware that the Holy Ghost, we receive the Holy Ghost, and he's with us, and we're acting as if he's not there. But he said, it, this, will, this will bring us back to the knowledge of who we are, and the power of God that is available to us. And so he said, well, he will continually guide you. 
And so is that the cloud that's taking us back to the cloud? He's going to go before you. And he shall satisfy your soul. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody just says, satisfy my soul, Lord. Satisfy my soul. Glory to God. He's going to satisfy your emotions, your fears. He's going to get rid of those. When we begin to fast and pray, uh, uh, so I heard the, the spirit of the Lord say he, he restores my soul. When, he, when David began to pray, he restores my soul. He refreshes you in the times of trouble. Glory to God so that we are not thirsty. Uh, he refreshes us. He renews us. How many went through some battles in 2020? Glory to God. So God wants to renew us in this hour. Uh, and then he says he shall satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. In other words, he's going to make your bones fat. Uh, as people grow older, a lot of people, the density of their bones uh, becomes uh, weak. In other words, it's not they're not strong. They're easy to break. They could just sit down and the, the, the hip break. So God says what? I'm going to make your bones fat. In other words, I'm going to make you to be able to stand. When you've done all to stand, you're still going to be able to stand. People are going to say, how in the world did she go through that? How in the world can he smile? And I know what he just been through. God said, if you will, 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 will submit yourself and humble, we can do this in this house. He said, I'm going to make you fat. I'm going to make you so strong that you're going to be able to go through things that is, is almost impossible. And you're going to come out with your right mind. You're going to come out with victory. You're going to come out with shouting. You're going to come out with praising him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If we can do this, he's going to, he's just going to restore us. He's going to make you uh, 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 strong. He's going to make your structure. He's going to stand you up straight. No humpbacks in the spirit. You're going to be able to stand up against the enemy and tell him, Get behind me, Satan. The Lord rebuke you. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. The blood of Jesus is against you. Get out in the name of Jesus. Not be crying and weeping and I don't know how I'm going to make it. All these burdens are so heavy. Yes. But once we begin to fast and pray, God gives us the authority and we have it. But there are just certain things God gives us an instruction in order to be able to accomplish these things in the spirit. And you shall be like a watered garden. Ooh, that feel good. Hallelujah, Jesus. You should be like a grove. Amen. What you're going to do, you're going to grow. You're going to flourish. You're going to, you're going to. Uh, multiply when the when the when the water, garden is watered, more flowers come out, uh, more food come out. You know, so what happens when God began to give you 
uh, more food naturally and spiritually. So you have so much that you just can't keep it. It will just spoil. You will be able to lend to others. I mean, not lend, but give. Amen. You'll be able to be a blessing. You'll be able to speak a word. When somebody said, oh, this was a bad day, you'll be able to say, God is good, you know, and uh, you know, if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, and you know, I remember when I, I was uh, lost, I remember when the Lord saved me, you'll be able to give them a word in due season, hallelujah, somebody, and so he says that you shall be like a water garden, and like a spring of water, glory to God, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Glory to God. And so, so Jesus began to speak to uh, these people. They was at the uh, celebration of dedication of lights. And he said, if you believe on me, as the scripture has said, out of your belly, uh, whoo, glory to God. Somebody say, out of my belly. Out of my belly shall flow rivers of living water. Just spring it up unto life. Hallelujah, Jesus. Out of my belly it's going to, out of my innermost. Hallelujah. I can, I'll be able to say, you'll be able to say, I shall live and not die, but declare the works of the Lord. I'm going through. I'm going to make it. I'm not going under. I'm, I'm coming out of this in the name of Jesus. You begin to speak life. To the dead, I believe my brother, um, Pastor Rick, born at Victory Temple, he began to teach on that last week, this week, praise God, in Bible study, about the bones coming together. Hallelujah. You'll be, be able to speak a word of hope that one of these days, despite what's going on, this world is not our own. This world is not our home. But we are kingdom saints. This is a kingdom saint connection down here. If we can get together in the spirit, we're going to see things overturned. We're going to see laws overturned. I want those of you who understand certain things that are going on in uh, 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 the United States, uh, you know, begin to write those things down. Overturn, overturn, overturn. Praise God. Overturn, overturn in the name of Jesus. Begin to speak to those laws. I mean, you have to understand that what we are fighting is not a natural fight. This is all spiritual. And so we have to move in the spirit to undo what has been done. Glory to God. Somebody say it's being undone right now in the name of Jesus. If I can get just two or three people, if I can get 10, amen, to just agree with me in this hour, we're going to see some things. We're going to see some testimonies come forth. We're going to see some children come back home. We're going to see some, some marriages back together. We're going to see some schools be changed. Hallelujah. Starting right now. Amen. Starting right now. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. He said, you should be like a spring of water. Isaiah 58 and 13 says that you're going to call the Sabbath a delight. So the Sabbath is a rest. You know, 
there remains a rest for the people of God. Not just the Sabbath, the seventh day, but you it's going to be delightful for you to be able to just get with the Lord. It, you work, you, you, you have to do this and do that. But the, the time that you be with the Lord, it's going to be so, you're going to be so glad to just be with the Lord and don't have to worry about anything. He said, that's going to be a delightful thing. So some of us, we, we just want to just pray for 20 minutes because we, we got out of it. And it's because of the oppression, it's because of the yokes. We're yoked to the TV. We're yoked to the internet. We're yoked to people problems. We're yoked to the news. But as we begin to fast and pray, we begin to desire the sincere milk of the word. Then he say, uh, then you will delight thyself in the Lord. It will be delightful to be able to feel the anointing resting upon you, to walk in the anointing, to talk. I pray that you were blessed today by the message and make sure that you click the follow button for upcoming messages and also events that we will be having. Would you please remember the persecuted church, pray for Israel and the nation that we are in, the United States and the body of Christ globally. Also, if you would share this message with someone and remember to visit the website at Great Outpouring today. The website is Great Outpouring Today. It's my prayer that you will have a blessed and wonderful day today. God bless you until the next time.